You're listening to the Exhibitionist Podcast, brought to you by InspiringExhibitors.com and ProExtra, a wholly owned division of 12 Man Solutions Limited. Hi, and welcome to this, the first edition of the Exhibitionist, the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we're delighted to have you listening. On today's episode, we'll be speaking to Laurie Hoinkers, the MD of well-known event company, Fresh Montgomery. But before we get to our chat with Laurie, we wanted to introduce ourselves so that you know who you're listening to. I'm Nicola Reader. And I'm Steve Reader. And collectively we run Pro Extra, where we provide proactive training, project management and consultancy for exhibitors and event organisers. Our aim through these podcasts is to inspire your trade show journey and enable you to more effectively use trade shows to feed your sales pipeline. Although we've been working in the industry for years, we certainly don't know everything. So we're inviting people from across the industry with the expertise, knowledge, advice, and tips to help give you the inspiration from their years of experience to bring out the best that you possibly can from your own trade show campaign. So as you're listening into this podcast, I'll assume that you've got some questions about exhibiting and about how you exhibit better that you're wanting us to answer. But Steve, what's the most frequent questions that you get asked from our delegates on workshops? I think the two main recurring questions are, how are you going to save me money and how do I turn my leads into a better ROI? Such a great question and one that we hear so often from exhibitors. And the two are really, really closely linked. I think to be able to really generate the most power from those leads that you collect, the investment up front into a trade show has to also be powerful. Quite often we will see exhibitors who book a space on the floor and then not want to spend another penny. And actually the best use of budget can go into designing a really effective stand or running some fantastic pre-show marketing campaigns or working out how you're going to follow up contact afterwards with the people that you've met. And all of those things cost money, they take time and they take resource. But hopefully, through this series of podcasts, we've got a lot of people who we'll be talking to who can help give you some ideas about how you can run that brilliant pre-show marketing campaign, how you can design your stand so that it really engages and attracts the right people that you want to talk to, and ensure that you're spending your money on those things that really matter and in the right way. So even if it means investing a bigger budget than you'd anticipated, you'll be making every penny of that budget work even harder so that you can then convert all of those great leads that you've collected during your trade show into much longer term, more sustainable business relationships that continue to add value and add profit to your business for many years to come. So although we will be inviting a number of experts onto the show who will be giving their expertise and their advice and hints and tips from years working in the industry, we really want the stars of the show to be you to build a community where exhibitors are helping each other, solving problems and building confidence and skill by learning from each other. So if you've got a trade show trouble that you need some help with, a problem that you just can't overcome or a challenge that just seems bigger than you can face, why not drop us a line and let us know what it is? You don't have to give us your name, it can be completely anonymous. And we'll get out into our network of contacts and see if we can find anybody who can answer that for you or even appeal for other exhibitors who might be able to help. Equally, if you've had a real trade show success, then we'd love to hear it. We'd love for you to come on the show, tell us about something that you heard, a piece of advice, a bit of inspiration, 
and how you've incorporated that into your trade show planning and the results that you've had. So whether it's a trade show challenge or a trade show trouble, please do let us know, get in touch, and we would love to share your story. So if you want to get in touch with us with your trade show trouble, then keep listening and we'll be sharing our contact details before the end of this episode. So along with budgeting being a big concern for a lot of exhibitors, I think there's also an assumption that it's really easy to do a trade show and anybody can do it. I don't know, what's the feedback that you've picked up, Steve? I think the observation, both from exhibitors and people visiting the shows, is that there's quite a lot of people still spending their time on their laptops and the and the texts and not engaging with anybody. And it's it's these exhibitors that are the first ones to complain to the organisers that they haven't got the ROI because they haven't got the leads, they haven't engaged. And to be honest, it's self-inflicted. It's so true how often have any of us walked around a trade show and seen exhibitors that have paid a huge amount of money to be there, just sat on the phones or eating, ignoring visitors. But you know what, sometimes it's just about a lack of confidence and not knowing how to open a conversation, not being sure about what their proposition is and how it meets the needs of a visitor and how their product or service can solve a problem. And these exhibitors can have really great products, really great services, but just be a little bit nervous about how to actually approach a visitor and how to have a conversation. And again, there'll be an episode of the podcast coming up where we're going to be speaking to people who can help you overcome some of that nervousness and think about setting your opening questions in advance so that you know what you're going to say, you know what you're going to ask. That helps get you to a point where you can start the conversation about whether you and a visitor can actually do some business together. So you've worked in trade shows and exhibitions for a number of years now. But what is it that you're really passionate about? What gets you really excited about live events? For me, it's helping clients with their logistical planning, making sure that the kit's in place, on time, and in one piece. And if, if that box doesn't fit through that hole, how do we make it fit? Exhibiting isn't easy, and things do go wrong at shows. But that's the nature of the beast. And yes, solutions are out there. Our company motto is problems are just embryonic solutions. And that's the way that we tackle them. You break the problem down into its small elements and you come up with a solution. It may may not be the solution that we thought of in the first place, but it is a solution which the clients and the organisers are happy with. And that's what matters. Getting Getting the kit there, ready, on time and ready to roll. You talk there about breaking a problem down into smaller bite-sized pieces that you can then deal with and come up with some solutions. And that's what we'll be hoping to do across the whole range of podcasts is break things down into bite-sized chunks. So on our workshops and with clients, we use a model called PIE, planning, implementation and evaluation. And it helps people stop being overwhelmed by the sheer amount of work that goes into delivering a trade show brilliantly. And that's the same approach that we will be using through our podcasts. So we'll have some people who will be talking about planning. And we've got a great episode coming up in a few weeks with Kathy Kathy Forsyth, who will be helping us understand how to digest the exhibitor manual and use it more effectively so you can actually do all of those brilliant things that you've been planning to do in the early stages. We'll be looking at implementation, where we're thinking about opening questions thinking about how you filter visitors and introducing you to a few characters you might know and also then looking at evaluation. So how do you follow up effectively? How do you make sure you've got the content to go and speak to visitors about to keep them engaged on an ongoing basis? 
But all of this will break down into bite-sized chunks because we absolutely appreciate that to do a trade show really well, it's not a case of turning up on the day with a couple of pop-up banners. There's so much that goes into it, but by tackling those elements piece by piece, it's like a big jigsaw all fitting together that will result in a really strong, profitable sales pipeline for your business. So we know there are a lot of people involved in the exhibitions industry, but how big is it really and how effective are trade shows when they're delivered really well? Well, around the world every year, there are 31,000 registered trade shows and exhibitions. And that doesn't even account for all the smaller regional workshops, conferences, smaller events that exhibitors still turn up at. But 31,000 registered events every year. It is a huge industry. And from those events, there's over 260 million visitors. Almost half of those numbers actually buy within 12 months of visiting in show. Yet only 13% of leads are ever followed up. Yet even when a visitor doesn't buy from an exhibitor, 91% state that their buying decisions are influenced by what they see at a show, or even what they don't see at a show. So not being there can have as much impact on a potential customer as being there. So trade shows definitely play a big role in influencing future relationships and establishing and building those pipelines that will bring in future sales. Trade shows bring together people with a collective mutual interest who have the potential to form long-lasting business relationships, so they are much more targeted than a tweet or a LinkedIn post. So the million-dollar question of how do you execute a trade show effectively? And there probably isn't one answer. It can't be a one-size-fits-all. Every business will have a different set of objectives, will be in a different position with their readiness to get their product to market, will have a different budget and different resource. So there isn't one blueprint that you can just apply and that will miraculously ensure that you have a fantastic trade show. And equally, there are so many new trends, ideas, inspiration that are emerging all the time in the events industry that we're all learning from. Even 20 years in, we learn something new every single time we go to a trade show. So we can't give you the one answer, but as we've said before, what these podcasts will hope to do is bring together some of the collective expertise throughout the industry from logistics companies, stand designers, health and safety officers, international advisors, as many experts as we can think of to bring you some ideas that will help you plan your trade show journey to make sure that it's right for whatever business and whatever market you're operating in. So speaking of learning, let's get on with our first conversation with Laurie Hoinkers of Fresh Montgomery. Now, this was the first podcast session that we captured, and you don't realize until you go home and listen to the footage quite how quickly you speak. So apologies if you're having to listen really hard to keep up with us on this one. As I say, it was the first session that we uh, recorded and we did learn a lot from it. So we promise to slow things down for the future. But just a short one today. And here's our chat with Fresh Montgomery MD, Laurie Hoinkers. So we're here on a blazing hot day in June in the very cool, in more ways than one, offices of Fresh Montgomery in London, which if you ever get a chance to visit, they are amazing. Um, and we're delighted to be speaking to the MD of Fresh Montgomery, Laurie Hoinkers. So, Laurie, welcome to our podcast. Oh, thank you very much for, for inviting me. It's uh, great to have you on board, and uh, I believe you're just back from New York, so we might hear a little bit more about that perhaps as we, as we uh, start our conversation. But um, 
Laurie, if you just want to tell us a little bit about your yourself and your experience. So I actually don't have an exhibition background whatsoever. I've come out of manufacturing and worked in a number of different sectors within manufacturing, but did spend quite a long time working in food manufacturing. So at Fresh Montgomery, we do food, drink, and hospitality exhibitions, B2B exhibitions. So uh, the thinking was, you know, with my leadership background and knowledge of the industry, it'd be really great to bring in someone who um, maybe understands the industry a little bit more than the exhibitions sort of side of the business. And our our company's been around since 1895, so there's 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 a few people who do understand exhibitions. So yeah, so I kind of came in a roundabout way, but it's been about 14, 15 months, and I'm loving it. It's good to hear. It is a really exciting industry to be in. But um, as your background wasn't in exhibitions, um, what surprised you most in your 14 months with uh, Fresh Montgomery so far? Well, I think the biggest surprise is just how much fun it is. It's a really great industry to be involved in. Uh, you know, you meet so many wonderful people and uh, passionate about their products and, and excited about the opportunities for the future. So people come to exhibitions, you know, to, to generate leads and to make new connections. And, and, uh, and that can just be a really fun thing to be a part of. You know, you feel like a, a matchmaker of sorts. Um, so that's really good. I think the other thing that surprised me a little bit was that it's not overly tech savvy. So I know food manufacturing, that sort of world is not super tech savvy either. And I've done a bit of uh, time in working in a tech startup as well. So I kind of felt it would be a little bit, you know, a little bit, um, a little bit more advanced in that in that way. But I think that's probably one of the things that's that's starting to change now is the realization that data, how important data is, and uh, how it can add value to your exhibitors, your visitors, etc. So. It's a really interesting point about tech and data and, and how that's been used. And um, I guess really one thing as an event organiser, why do you think exhibitions and trade shows are still relevant despite the digital revolution? Well, I think that, that people still like to buy from people and you can only get so much from looking at a website or talking over the phone a piece of digital, like a physical brochure. I think that there's a real value in looking someone in the eye and understanding what is truly unique about your product. And our business being able to taste it obviously can be quite uh, useful if it's a food or a drink. But um, but I think you know making those connections and having that ability to feel confidence in the person who you're going to be working with or you know supplying or, or being supplied by is still very valuable. Yeah, I think um, people forget that in this world of um, Twitter and LinkedIn and everything else, it's still great just to meet somebody and actually have a, a face-to-face conversation with them. Um, what have been your biggest challenges in this industry over the last sort of 14 months? Well, I think it does come back to the data issue that I mentioned earlier. So for us, uh, we run a number of different exhibitions, um, about nine or so in total. And what I found was we had, you know, nine different website providers and four different registration providers and three different website companies. And so we had all of our data in different sort of places. So not having a unified platform from which to operate. 
And I really do believe that, you know, with all of the data that we have, sort of uh, declared data from when people register, and then behavioral data for, for how the visitors react within the exhibition space. Who do they let scan their badges? Which pieces of content do they go and sit and listen to? You know, we have all this information that could be really useful to, to our customers, ultimately our exhibitors, if we're able to package it up and present it to them in a way that they're able to digest it. But until we're working off one uniform plat unified platform, that's impossible to do. And so we've spent a lot of time in the last year getting kind of all of that set up and, and, and getting into a position where we, we have that ability to not only leverage our data, but then to also layer on top of that industry data and, and just to provide a higher value of service to the people we work with. And it's really interesting when you talk there about adding value for exhibitors and how you can package data together and, and make the experience more value-adding for them. Um, if there's one thing that you could see exhibitors do differently to help them execute trade shows better, what, what would that be? Well, I, uh, one thing I still do see is that people get excited about coming and exhibiting at the show and they maybe do a lot to you know chat with people at the show, but but there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. It's 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 not something you just kind of rock up to and and throw your your product out on a table and and you know and and it happens. So I think that you know right from the start we we see a lot of people come into the exhibition and they haven't even promoted the fact that they're at the exhibition. So making sure that they've promoted it out there and that people know we're going to be here and you can come and have a chat with us is really important. And 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 you do see varying degrees of engagement on the stand. So you'll you'll go walk by a stand and someone's sitting in the back, they're on their telephone, they're on their laptop. And I do understand it is tiring to be at a trade show, but if you're going to be if you're going to make that investment, you've got to be prepared to be on the whole time. Because uh, it's just too easy for someone to to think, well you know, I might be interested in this product, but there's so much to see. I'm just going to carry on if they're not that interested in having a ch chat with, with me, really. And, um, and then I think the, the other thing is when you do, I, I've gone to shows and left my name saying, you know, definitely get in touch with me. This is a really interesting product because I actually don't like to carry a bunch of brochures. So I'll actually say, oh, well, here's my email address. Send me some information. And they don't. And I just think, wow, I can't believe that they're not going to follow up with me. And I'll have to rack my brain to say, well, there was at least one or two I really did want to hear from, and I haven't heard anything. So, And I think that's still quite common. So there's, it is a real, it takes a real effort, and you can have a really great impact from it, but you've got to be willing to do stuff before the exhibition, during the exhibition, and after the exhibition to really get the full value. It's, it's a really, really interesting point that when we're running some of our workshops and we share the, the statistic of 87% of leads never being followed up um, from exhibitors, people are really surprised and yet over 50% of people make a purchase in the 12 months after a trade show. So if you think, you know, that 87%, there could be a lot of business still to be done if yeah. only people followed up. So yeah, it continually frustrates us. So. Um, one of the things we're really keen to do is inspire exhibitors and we're trying to bring together the best of all the different exhibition stands and ideas and thinking around the, the globe really to help inspire a few of the people. So what's the best execution you've seen at a trade show and why? Well, do you know what? I was just at, as you mentioned, Fancy Food New York. It was an excellent trade show and what, I saw this amazing product. 
um, a wine-flavored water. It was absolutely fantastic. But the brochure that they gave me when uh, when I and I did take this brochure, I was that interested in the uh, in the product. Um, the brochure that they gave me was really an ad advert that they had made up for being at the show. So it was actually, you know, we're launching this new product at Fancy Food, you know, a little bit of information, how to get in touch. And on the back, there was a sort of a miniature floor plan of the show and, and an arrow pointing to where their stand was. So they had actually produced these, these flyers, these brochures, and they'd mailed them out to a number of people to try and drive people to the show, to their stand, to have that conversation face to face. I thought that was a brilliant idea. And, uh, and, and I haven't seen actually that done before. Mind you, I'm fairly new to, um, to the industry, but that, I thought that was a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. I've not seen that anywhere. And um, we talk about yeah, the event manager's responsibility being to get people through the door. The exhibitor's responsibility is to get people through to the stand. Yeah. Um, and so often that kind of gets lost. And so I know a brilliant, brilliant way of doing that. Um, so how do you think the exhibitions industry is going to evolve over the next three to five years? So I, th I do think that it's, it's important that people have a great experience. So, um, so even though we run B2B exhibitions, I think people are people and they really want to have you know, unforgettable, exciting moments at, at a trade show. So I think experience is, is going to be more important than it might have been in the past. People are quite time poor and I think that they, they've got to feel like they're going to get something out of the show that they can't get anywhere else. So I think creating those, those experiences is, is going to be more important. I also think data is, is the future with these shows. Like I said, I, I think that we need to start to pull together more bits of data and information that we can share with the exhibitors to help them be more successful and the, and the, the, the one the shows that are going to continue to do well are the ones that are able to do that in the next three to five years to really to be adding additional value to their exhibitors in 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 by providing you know insight and and more information to help their exhibitors be successful. So that's sort of my my take on it. Okay. And um, so, what are you really excited about in terms of Fresh Montgomery over the next twelve months? What have you got coming up on on your calendar? Well, we've actually got a new launch coming up uh, in the next 12 months. So we're launching one of our really successful shows that we have here in London is the Independent Hotel Show. And we're going to be launching a version of that show in Amsterdam. So that's really exciting. It's always exciting to have some uh, organic growth. And um, yeah, we've made a couple of acquisitions in the last year. So we've just got lots, really lots on the go, uh, lot, lots to do. We've just hired a chief in insight and innovation officer uh, to who started this week. So they are going to be helping us put together this data piece. So making sure that we get all the data that uh, we have into a proper data warehouse and, and, and creating the tools that we need to be able to ask the right questions of the data and provide those answers to um, to the exhibitors. So that's another big exciting thing. So yeah, lots, lots happening. It's a really dynamic uh, company and we're constantly looking at uh, what we can do. It's, uh, I wish you guys who are listening could see um, Laura's face as she's smiling with excitement, the passion coming in, the excitement coming off of her face as she talks about the plans for, for Fresh Montgomery. It's fantastic to see over the next 12 months. Um, so really good to get your thoughts on what's happening in the industry and what's going on. Who else do you think it would be interesting for us to speak to that could inspire exhibitors in the industry? 
Well, I, I don't know a lot of specific names, but I would say that I think it's really interesting talking to people who really understand marketing and, and the various different channels of marketing that you might want to use. I, I like to think of it as, as sort of like a, a wheel with spokes, you know, and you, you need a lot of different spokes. And so exhibitions is one of the spokes within your marketing plan that you would have. And, and, and probably talking to someone who really could, could help explain the, the different marketing approaches that kind of give you that full, well-rounded wheel to make sure that you, you achieve what you want to achieve. That's the kind of stuff I'm, I'm always interested in hearing more about. So it sounds like we might be on the hunt for a marketing strategist who can talk about uh, exhibitions as a tactic. So if there's anybody out there who's uh, interested in talking to us about that, then please get in touch. So um, thank you. That covers all of our questions that we wanted to speak to you about. So thank you for your time and good luck with all your plans for the next 12 months. Thank you very much. So thank you so much to Laurie again for participating in our very first episode of the podcast. We hope you enjoyed that and it gave you a flavour of what's to come in the future. Going forward, we will try wherever possible to keep the podcast to an absolute maximum of 30 minutes. But if we are in a conversation where we think you guys will get real value from continuing to talk to our speaker, then we'll let that conversation run and it might just flex a little bit beyond 30 minutes. So hopefully you'll bear with us on those occasions. Our aim going forward is to publish a new episode of the podcast every fortnight and there will be a new blog on the website every fortnight in between. So there'll be new content from us every week, whether that's a podcast or a blog post. The website can be found by visiting www.inspiringexhibitors.com. That's www.inspiringexhibitors.com. And you can find links to all the podcast episodes as we release them from the website itself. You can also find contact details if you want to get in touch with us at any point. So thank you so much for listening. It has been an interesting and thought-provoking journey to get to these podcasts. Please do get in touch with us, tell us what you liked, what you didn't like, what you want to hear more of. If you think you've got something interesting to say, by all means drop us a line and we would love to hear from you. If you're going to tune in for the next session, we can tell you now that we will be speaking with Tim Christian of Project 4. Now Tim is heavily involved in very innovative, creative stand design and has worked in the industry for years and For a lot of exhibitors, this is the first place that they go to once they've booked their space on the show floor to design a brilliant stand. And actually, there's quite a lot of work that needs to happen before that. And Tim will help understand some of the thinking that needs to happen to really help exhibitors get a stand design and a stand built that represents everything that they're hoping to communicate to visitors. So that'll be coming out in a fortnight's time. And we look forward to you listening in again then. In the meantime, if we can answer any of your trade show troubles, please hop over to the website, let us know, and we'll answer all your questions. So that's goodbye for now, and we'll speak to you again soon. If you'd like more information about our book, The Exhibitionist, future podcasts and newsletters, please remember to pop over to inspiringexhibitors.com where you'll be able to find all the relevant information. Once again, thank you for listening.